To the Go Bros. So, got a good show for you today. Uh, got a couple topics. We're gonna talk about the possibility of if total domination is a bad idea. Um, if LBJ hanging out with his buds and playing with all his friends is gonna be a good idea. We're also gonna talk about if what Kirby Smart is doing in Georgia is a good idea. A lot well, of ideas. A lot of ideas are gonna be thrown around today. Um, we got a little good move, bad move. Chris's favorite game. And we'll tell you who we added to our You Are Not That Good list. I know uh, Chris's is a little controversial. I don't think mine is, but we'll get to all that later in the show. But briefly, Chris is going to tell you just a little bit something about a sad thing that happened this weekend. You want to take it away? Uh, for any of the soccer fans out there, uh, I'm not sure if you had heard, but Johan Cruyff, a legend, had just passed away from his battle with cancer. I uh, just want to take a moment to celebrate the man. He spent, I believe, 68 great years on this world, and um, quite a few of them playing fantastic soccer. Of course, we all know the move and what he'll always be remembered by was the Cruyff, um, a beautiful move that he has done and performed and perfected. But he was uh, memorable for other things too. His time he spent with Ajax, his time he spent with Barcelona, the championships that won, that he won and the friends that he made, so I'd just like to take a moment to respect him. That was deep, man. The moment's over. That was really deep. Okay, we're good. Almost cried a little bit. I know. I got really emotional at that last part. But yeah, it was, it's sad to see him go, but he's in a better place. Long live Cruyff. Long live Cruyff. But all right, first topic of the day. Total domination. Is that a bad thing? And when we say total domination, we're talking about obviously in retrospect to... Sports. No, we're talking about sports. And what's going on, especially with the UConn women's basketball team, just got to make you wonder, is that kind of dominance good for the sport? Is it bad for the sport? Uh, Recently, an ESPN analyst commented saying that it is bad for the sport. Me, personally, I don't think it's terrible. I mean, we're paying attention to it. If they weren't in it, if they weren't as dominant, I know I wouldn't be watching. I think it's a mixture of good and bad. It's not like pure evil. It's not where you just look at it and it's like, oh my god, it's killing the sport. It's the domination of the UConn women's basketball team and women's basketball doesn't get much attention, but the fact that they have this um, powerhouse and this dynasty in Connecticut does bring some, I mean, I know I don't really sit and watch the games, but we were watching them play Texas last night. Yep. And um, it was in the elite eight for the women's national tournament and they were just dominating them. And it was, it's impressive to see just one team, be they, so much they won better by 20. than everybody else. I mean, it wasn't really even a competition. Um, but is it good? Is it bad? I think it's good for publicity, for UConn itself, and for the team. I think it's bad when you think of how it affects just the morality of the sport. When I think of college football, I don't think of 
you know, the excitement of going to the national championship anymore, I think of, oh, we have to play Bama. It's <laughs> the, the years of being oppressed by one team or one continual dynasty that they have, it just draws on the minds of the fans and then especially draws on the minds of the players because now it's not we want to go out and win this championship, that their goals have changed when they play. It's a different style. They Their focal point becomes beating this one team, and then everything else shifts. It's it's You have to take the balance. And, yeah, I think people are just not aware. I mean, this would probably be happening if the men the men would actually stay in college and not just leave a year. And then we would have these dynasties that are just crazy good. And we talk about, I mean, dynasties bad or total domination bad. I mean, yeah, look at Bama. Look at what they've done. I mean, every year for the past, Bama. what, like eight years, we've had to say, well, Bama will probably number in the top three definitely next year, and everyone's got to go through Bama. I mean, we it's ridiculous. Bama is almost yeah, a battle want- cry of the entire college football <laughs> world at this point. I mean, but I don't think that's bad at all. What I do think is the coach for the UConn women's team, I think he needs to go to the WNBA because I think the WNBA is lacking in all aspects of the game. And I think he needs to try to get that the WNBA more, I guess, more hype, and he needs a better challenge. I think he's obviously shown that he's the best women's or college women's bat, basketball coach. So I think he needs to take I mean, five perfect seasons. He's coming he's, up on like a fourth straight championship. Yeah, he's won the last he's three. He's definitely <laughs> yeah. the greatest college basketball coach for women's that I can remember. Um, he definitely. I think he needs a new challenge. I he think really this does. should he be needs, his last. But year. Wait, what is the new challenge for him? Men's basketball or is it women's? Women's in WNBA, and WNBA. if he dominates that, go to yeah, go to the actual NBA. But I mean, women's basketball and women's basketball is. I don't know totally if you different. could just just. Granted, he's bear like sixty five. So I don't know how many. I mean, years, he's how many pretty years old. Left. But I'm thinking. I don't know if you could, and I'm not trying to be misogynistic here, but can you dominate? in men's sports like you can in women's sports. I don't think you can. There was this book I read, and it was talking about a coach who had taken over a 13-year-old girls' basketball team, and he he had never coached before. He was an accountant. He was just really good with numbers, and he was just doing it because his daughter was playing on the team. But he looked at some statistics for basketball and looked at the space that was actually played in, the space that was available, and like when the – when the um what, like how much of the game that space was like being used and he found out that only like 15% of the floor was ever really being used in those basketball games and so he created a game plan whereas they would do a full court press for girls basketball the other team just didn't know how to respond to it because it's girls basketball and you know as girls lack the size the strength the speed that guy's lack. So he was able to just dominate that league for like five years and ruin little girls basketball for like whoever lived in that <laughs> county. Another thing I played with a soccer coach who coached women's and guys soccer at the high school level, both teams that have won state championships under this man's name. And he was talking one time about a formation that he wished he could use with guys. And I said, why can't you? He said the ability for guys to hit, the certain long balls and the ability for guys, players who have speed outside on the wings makes that formation irrelevant in men's soccer. So I think that if we look at women's basketball and what UConn is able to do, it would never be able to be replicated in men's sports. I mean, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I'm not going to say it can or can't be done. I just think overall total dominance isn't bad. 
I was really off topic. I was just you had mentioned that it would be happening in college boys no, college I basketball. Get it. I don't know if it would, but I don't think that total domination. If we're going to get back to the topic, I don't think it's bad. I enjoy the stories of you know when I look back on twenty years that these teams just decimated everybody. That's like the the thirty for thirties that they're going to make about these teams that just destroying or the thirty for thirty they make about the team that was destroying everybody and then gets beaten the finals on this massive upset. I mean that's just I like the fairy tale situation. Right. And so. you can't you can't ignore the fact that what the UConn's women's basketball team has been able to do for the past decade decade and a half almost is just extraordinary. Yeah. Just amazing. But all right, we're gonna come back and next topic is gonna be all about LeBron James. So don't go anywhere. So you're a fan of the uh, Justice League cartoons back in the day, right? I, I dabble in comic books. What do you mean back in the day? I'm like 18. I'm just saying, I mean, Justice, is Justice League still around? That, that is, TV show is not still around. The mm, old Justice no, League. No, that was like 2001 and 2002. Yeah, I was so, so I'm that saying, like back in the day, when that was actually, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I didn't watch it really. I didn't understand it uh, back I, then. I kind of remember. kind of looked weird. There was that weird green looking dude who I always thought was uh, yeah. Green Lantern, but it turns out he was like this Martian. Yeah, he was weird. John the Martian. It was, yeah. It was freaking when weird. When he was John. Mm. But uh, but that, like, where are you going with this? Well, the first thing I thought of when I read LeBron James's comments, I'm going to read them for you real quick. He said, I really hope that before our career is over, we can all play together. At least one, maybe one or two seasons, me, Melo, D-Wade, Chris Paul, we can get a year in. I would actually take a pay cut to do that. Another pay cut. Uh, yeah, obviously. So he basically paid for free. Basically, yeah. He's, he's saying, <laughs> give me my friends. I do not need money. He's ba- yeah, basically he wants to assemble the Justice League of the NBA, um, which is not a bunch of youthful, the all new, new new kids on the block superheroes like yeah, the new yeah. Marvels and stuff, nor I guess the X Men even would be considered the new people since they keep coming out with new movies. Like, but I'm talking Superman, Batman, Aquaman, <laughs> <laughs> the Flash, the Flash. I mean, Wonder Woman. These guys aren't. Come on, Kobe. You can be Wonder Woman. Yeah, if Kobe wants to join, I don't know what he would. I he would. What do you think he would be? He'd be like like Spider Man or something. No, Spider Man's Marvel. No, Kobe would be like like what's the most useless superhero? Well, one that that doesn't do anything really, but I mean, he could kind of gets a good rep for being like. Yeah, I mean, at that age, he wouldn't really have much of a superpower. I mean, he got he could be like Robin, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, he could be. No, Robin is no. He could be Robin. Yeah, he'd be Robin. He'd just be like, yeah, he'd be Robin. But we were thinking, all right. So if the LeBron James and his buds were able to form the Super Justice League, I think we decided LeBron James would definitely be the Superman. Yeah, uh, we picked D Wade as Flash just because his old nickname, his old nickname the Flash. The Flash. Uh, Chris Paul, CB three. We chose him as Batman. Yeah, he's m- more down to earth. I guess he's, he's assist smarter. wise, he plays yeah more intelligent, right? And than then, just pure skill. And then we got Mela would be Aquaman, yeah, just because Mello's his career is by far the worst out of all three of his buds. Least enjoyable storyline. Yeah, the least useful player. He's not the least useful, but he could never do anything on his own. Like yeah, LeBron is Superman because if Le- you took away Mello every just, other Justice right League, or if you put like LeBron against anybody else on the Justice League, obviously LeBron would. I mean, it's Superman. Yeah, Superman is like the glue. So it makes sense. It makes sense, and it, it was just kind of funny. And could you imagine if they all actually teamed up? 
Like, <sighs> that'd be pretty cool. I feel like D-Wade probably is past the point where he'd be actually useful. Yeah. CP3 would be nice with LeBron. CP3 needs to go to the Cavs, um, and Kyrie Irving needs to be traded. Well, you don't like Me, Kyrie? Personally, I like Kyrie. I just think Kyrie likes to shoot a lot. CP3 likes to pass. LeBron James needs that. I think Kyrie takes a little bit too many possessions away from LeBron. LeBron might take a I mean, he tries to give Kyrie possessions because he's such a nice guy, and he likes to pass and get team involved. I just think the team chemistry would be phenomenal between CP3 and LeBron James. And Where would Melo? How old is Melo? Like 30? Melo? Yeah. He's really like LeBron's age. Yeah, right? he's like 29. Yeah, he got he was drafted the same time as LeBron. Granted, Melo is a year older because he actually went to college. No, so he's like 31. LeBron James did Because LeBron's 30. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I mean, Melo, Melo could, I guess, fit into this Justice I mean, League. Melo's not old yet. He's fine. He, he hasn't really done much. You know, you think about Carmelo Anthony. He's we just done much now. recently. Back in the day when he was with the Nuggets, he was doing fantastic. Um, then when they brought Allen Iverson on board, he was doing great. But I don't know. I think the super team would be kind of cool. I'm not too big on it, but I don't know. Yeah, I think it could work. I mean, would it happen? I'd probably say no. Will we ever see it? Actually, you say that, but then at the end of this mm-hmm. little comment, uh, LeBron James says, it would be pretty cool. I've definitely had thoughts about it. And then at the end of the the little interview, he kind of walked away and turned around and said, we'll see. Like all great superheroes, do. <laughs> they leave you just with enough. A little breadcrumb. So little, I, oh. is it, all right, let's say percentage-wise, what do you think it is percentage-wise that it actually happens? Yeah, like 10%. You think 10%? Maybe 5%. I say he's going to do it. I say I don't, I mean, Cleveland, do if it, things go sour in Cleveland for the next... Their careers end at the all different times. Yeah, I think if, let's, all right, you, I mean, there's a lot of pieces you got to put together, but I They'd think... They'd have to do it now so if, that in two years, D-Wade's career is over. Yeah. And yeah, when D-Wade, LeBron's, I mean, D-Wade, LeBron's immortal, he's not going to stop playing until he's like 40. Then what? You try to bring D-Wade back in a fucking hand or uh, a um, wheelchair. Wheelchair? I don't know. I think, yeah, D-Wade's the biggest question mark out of this whole possibility. But I give it, I get like 50% chance. It's like 50-50 shots it's going to happen. No, I'd say like LeBron 10%. will let it happen. He doesn't care. LeBron, it's not about, I mean, it, it's... It's more likely than anything because LeBron doesn't care about taking a pay cut because he's so selfless, but I still don't see all of them coming together ever. I don't, I don't even know where that would... Yeah, I'm What not... team would they go to? The Cavs? Why not? Or, you know, why don't you just go to Miami? Have a fun, fun day at the just beach Just go back Miami. to Miami? I mean, yeah, maybe. or why don't you go to the 76ers? They can go anything they want. Yeah, probably could. Go to the team they has Just keep going to different Go to the Grizzlies, man. Won. We oh, always need people. That'd be great. But um, all right, next up we're going to do good move, bad move. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, Chris, you ready to play your favorite game? Let's make it sound like I'm a child. Yeah, you are a child. Like good move, bad move. Yeah, we're going to play a little good move. You just sound a little more enthusiastic. Bro. Mm, good move, bad move. Yeah. You're awful. Okay. All right, let's see. First one. And then we're going to do a little thing, a little bit uh, different this time. We're going to have a little crowd noise going, see if the crowd, Chris's pick kind of agrees with the crowd, or if the crowd agrees with Chris, whichever way you want to figure it out. But first one, Chris, Sean Payton just got a new five-year deal for the Saints. Is that a good move, bad move? I think it's a good move. Um, Sean Payton has, been, has had success 
prior to the previous two seasons. Um, he's had multiple success seasons with the Saints for a while. We were continuous playoff um, picks. And, I mean, he's a great coach. Runs a fantastic offense. Just needs a good defensive coordinator to work with him. I like it. I like the five-year Peyton idea. I think he can mold the future generations. Okay, okay. Let's see if the crowd agrees with you. And they do. Look at that. All right. Um, RG3 to the Browns. Good move, bad move. I don't... I would say good move for RG3, bad move for the Browns. RG3 needed somewhere to go or else he'd be out of work. The Browns were desperate, and they thought they were getting a good pick. They're wrong. He's not going to do anything. So, good move for RG3, bad move for the Browns. If I had to think at overall what's going to happen there, nothing's going to work for that. So, it's going to be a bad move. Yeah, great. End. It's going to... It's Cleveland. It's going to be a turd fest. We should but let's Cleveland see what the so crowd much. thinks. And they are booing. So, I guess you guys are 50-50. They're with you on it's going to be bad two. for the Browns. I'm not 50-50. I think two. you and the crowd would possibly... I mean, you could say you're, possibly, you're 50-50 because you're thumbs up RG3, thumbs down for the Browns. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So, keep it rolling. Um, let's see. Nick Fairley hmm. going to the Saints. And he, had, he was like a little bit kind of recruited by some of the Saints players. Cam Jordan was reaching out to him. Ficaro was reaching out to him. Do I... Do you think he's going to work? Is I don't think he'll move? work out. I don't think he'll work out. I think he'll probably be there a year, and then he'll get cut, and then he might get re-signed elsewhere. I'm hoping that's not how it happens. I saw the potential he had at Auburn, and, um, you know, the, the kid has potential, and hopefully he hasn't maxed out on that potential already. But I don't like the move as far as the franchise to think that maybe this kid's, like, a possible five-year player. I don't think it's... That's going to work out for them at all. All right. And the crowd does not agree with me. They say it's going to be a great move. Okay. Fair enough. Crowd. They can not, think you're that. not liking the crowd right now. I just I don't think. They just don't like you, dude. They don't. Dude, I don't control the crowd. All right. FSU offered an eighth grader a scholarship in both basketball and football. Eighth grade. Doesn't even have like on it. his testicles yet. Okay, well, that's weird. He's 6'5". He probably does. Yeah, I mean, he is 6'5", um, 200 pounds. So he probably, he probably has got a full some beard. Beaches, but, um, I I think, think, I've seen tape on the kid. He's, he's, honestly, he's not that good. I think it's, it's, a poss- it's a good move for what does FS really have to lose. They're just making an offer to him at this point. And if he turns out to live up to that freakish size, then, hey, FSU has it in their back pocket. We were the first ones offered to you. We saw the potential before anybody else did. You know, you want to be here with us. We're Florida State on the beach with the party life. I mean, I think that's – it's not a bad move by Florida State. Well, you know, I, we, we have to wait five years to see if it pans out. God knows what happens in five years. If Florida State's going to have allegations, they probably should. So, <laughs> who knows? But you're just, like, wasting a scholarship, I think. I think you're just – like, that's one less scholarship you can use. But we'll get – I mean, it's their fault. The crowd, <laughs> they are booed. Boo. I don't know. That wasn't even planned. That was, that was weird. But um, <laughs> how do we do that at the same time? I don't know. That's freaky. <laughs> um, but I, don't know. I can see where the crowd dislikes the idea. 
All right, Alex. I got two questions for you. Same thing. Good move, bad move. McElwain gets paid handsomely. Very handsomely. He's only been there for one year. I know. He's already he's been there one year and now he's the highest paid. It wasn't even a SEC fantastic year. Coach. I mean, I guess he went to the SEC championship, so it was good. But if you look at like uh, Florida overall, what they could have done. I'm on the I fence. I'm on the fence about this just because it is so early. I mean, it's been one year, and I think he's gonna be a great coach. I really do. I think Florida really got a great deal on this guy, and I think he's gonna be there for a really long time. But I'm always a little cautious when you give the dude money too early. I mean, it's like rewarding your kid once <laughs> after he did it great the very first time and giving him, you know, oh, you got an A on that test. I'm gonna give you a hundred bucks right now. Oh, okay. The next test you get a B. Well, I tried. You know, can I? I already got the hundred bucks. I really don't need anything else. You know, maybe I don't try that hard the next test. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. Kind of not the best analogy, no, but it's probably you know who else analogy, had that was a terrible analogy. But it's like those draft picks or the after the quarterback gets mm-hmm. has one great year, all of a sudden like Joe Flacco, you get these huge, huge repetitively in football and, and in sports, getting paid and now it sucks routinely years and years of money. You does gotta kill show some drive. You get lazy, I think. I think you get lazy. Exactly. Get yeah, that's paid. what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to and say. And you know who else had a fantastic first year at Florida? Will Muschamp. Don't forget how good Florida ended that season the year Will Muschamp took over. I think they finished like number three in the country. Very, very shy of the national championship picture. They did get smoked by Louisville, by Teddy Bridgewater, but as far as their season went, they were they were doing great. And Will Muschamp has had two forgettable years after that and then got kicked out and chased out of Florida. So does giving this guy a big contract work out? I don't think so. Yeah, I totally didn't think about that. <coughs> but um, looks like the crowd, they're a little on the fence about him. I'm hearing some crickets. Not good, McElwain, not good. It's McElwain. McElwain? You're thinking McElwain. I'm saying Mick because it's MC. Yeah, why would it be Mac? Why is there not an M-A-C? It's the Mac-a-Wayne. Mac-a-Wayne can suck on my wing. <laughs> All right, Alex. Next one, Dwight to Orlando. Dwight could possibly go into Orlando. Is, Back to the Magic. I think that's a good idea. I think he's obviously – I don't think he's good on the Rockets. I don't think he was the good Rockets? on the Lakers. Yeah, and he's not the good Rockets. on the Rockets. The Rockets, he was not good on. The Lakers, he was terrible on. He was good at Orlando. Yeah, he wanted to leave, but now he wants to come back. I think the – I mean, the team sucks anyway, so why don't I just bring him back and possibly be relevant? I mean, maybe probably get to the playoffs at least. Yeah, I think it's a great move. Do you think Dwight can still lead a team like no, he did? No, he can't, but, I mean, at least he can be a little bit relevant. Get a couple more fans in there. Yeah, a couple thousand more ticket sales. I mean, why wouldn't that be a good deal? But the fans... Screw you, crowd! <laughs> Um, all right, well, that's the end of good move, bad move. So next up, we're going to do You Are Not That Good. We're going to close Just, it out with that game. Yeah, so let's see uh, if you guys want to see who me and Chris added to that list. If two you, lucky athletes slash – actually, I put a coach on. So if you're waiting to see who I picked, You were in the surprise. Stay tuned. I was actually really impressed with you. <laughs> So apparently Kirby Smart, the power has gotten to his head, I think, just a little bit. He's only been there for like three months. I know, but he's already, 
restricting players from going to Miami, which we all know is where Mark Richt is right now, hmm. who was once the head coach of Georgia. So do you think that's well? I'm just what do you, what do you think when you hear how do you forbid a player to go to another college? I thought well, well coaches can restrict like transfers to certain schools. It's not. I mean, it's not great, but it's yeah, not they do usual. That. Well, what? I mean, if <coughs> forgive me, um, if I was a coach, I mean, why wouldn't I just restrict all transfers? Or like for most players, just restrict transfers. Like, how come he's allowed to just cut off Miami? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me, but I don't know all the uh, politics behind it. I do understand why. Yeah, he I'm does not sure it. on like all the rules or whatever, but. It makes sense that he wouldn't want his players, his senior players who have played for Rick for three years, uh, <coughs> oh my God, to go down to Miami and visit with him and possibly transfer there. So I get his concern and his worry with trying to keep the team together. Is that and fair it, though for the kids? I mean, no, but is it fair that they lost their head coach their senior year? No, it's not. Sometimes you just deal with the hand you're given. Kirby's trying to you know, compete for probably a SEC championship next year, if not a national championship. So I understand on his move why he <coughs> why he would. Um, you got it under control, bud. No, I don't know what it is. It's like a cough hiccup. It's weird. Why he would keep them from going down there makes perfect sense to me. The fact that he can do it, I'm surprised, but I understand why he would. Yeah, I, I just feel bad for the, the players that want to play for Mark Rick. I mean, if you train to guys the year anyways, but those players that went to Georgia, committed to Georgia because they wanted to play for Mark Rick, and unfortunately he had to leave. And so I can see why they would want to follow him. I mean, I don't know. I think I think, I think it's kind of a dick move on Kirby Smart's part. I mean, if they want to leave, let them leave. If they really don't want to be there, then do you really want them on your team? No, I guess not. I mean, I don't know how many people want to play for Saban when he's bitching at them and he's... All Saban and See, like, oh, I hate you, but they're going to win the champ. I don't think it's for Saban, it's I think it's to win. But Kirby Smart's probably going to win more than Mark Rick is going to win down there. We'll see. I mean, he's not <laughs> much of an offensive force. Yeah, I mean, he's. we know he's a defensive guru. We know what he's been doing with Alabama back there for seven years now. And he's untested, so his first season will kind of define a lot of how people see him in the SEC for years to come. I'd be surprised if he... I think the fact that players... Or that he's putting this ban on the Miami shows that players do want to leave and that he's worried and that there might not be trust there. And if there's no trust between the veterans of your team, they talk down to the young guys. And, I mean, that just makes Georgia just useless at that point. I mean, there's just no way that they can compete if the seniors don't trust the head coach and the seniors aren't... Res- <coughs> aren't respecting the head coach (laughs) and they're talking to the freshmen, upcoming freshmen and sophomores who are going to be the future of that team. That's where it's going to go bad for Kirby. Yeah. It's going to be a rough first year, but I think in the years to come, this will, uh, the whole ordeal play out and he'll be a great coach, but I don't think, I think the first year is going to be rough, especially with this little transfer deal ordeal. I think it's going to be huge, but definitely a couple bumps are going to happen along the way, but Good luck, Kirby Smart. But next, we're going to do... Let's do just a little You're Not That Good real quick to end out the show. So, Chris, who did you have? I had Russell Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson? You know he was doing the Super Bowl, right? He's a Super Bowl champion. He's a Super Bowl repeat player. But if I look at what Russell Wilson has done his first four years, 
in the NFL. I'm not saying that he's not a good quarterback. I'm not even saying that he won't eventually be a great quarterback. I'm saying that where people are ranking him right now among the top fives or you know, paying him elite dollars. I don't think he's there yet. He won the Super Bowl on the back of a very good defense where he was a game manager. And really his only skill that I have consistently been impressed with is his ability to elude defenses. I think his passing, has, he has much to work on. He loses just as many games as he wins for Seattle. In the playoffs the last two years, each game has kind of come down to his ability to rebound. He lost the game for them against Carolina this year in the playoffs. He lost the game against the Patriots. It was a call by Pete Carroll, but it was a throw that Russell Wilson decided to make that got intercepted and on the goal line. I mean, that's if the game is ending on your move and your move uh, is not a move that puts your team in the winning position, how can you say that you're elite? That was just my understanding, or that's just how I see Russell Wilson. I think he's great, I think he has a lot of talent, but he's not elite yet, and he's, he's overrated. Many valid points made, I don't argue with many of them. I think Russell Wilson <coughs> definitely in the beginning, you're right, buddy? Definitely in the beginning of his career, was a game manager, I think we all knew that. And then later on down the road, I think he's starting to be, come into it a little bit. I think he's getting a little better. I don't think his new relationship with um, Sierra is going to help. He's going to blind him a little bit. But I think he'll be all right. I, if you think he's overrated, hey, he's overrated. He's on the board. Russ Wilson, you're not that good. And now mine was Kevin Sumlin. And from the looks of it, Kevin Sumlin is not that good. He's overrated. His first year wasn't even, I mean, it wasn't even really that good anyways. And came into the um, Texas A&M 2012. And his, I mean, his first year there, he was 11 and two, which is good. But overall in the SEC West, it was, he was tied for fifth. I mean, that's not... That's they not did. A, they got put in a higher bowl than LSU, about. and LSU was a higher team than them in the SEC West. I remember yeah, that that year. That pissed me off. Yeah, it was... It's not... I don't know. It's, it's a head scratch. And then in 2013, he went 9-4 and four and was tied for 7th. And then he went... In 2014, he was 8-5, and five, tied for 9th. And then this... These ties past, are coming in the SEC conference, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, not Where it overall. really counts. Exactly. I mean, if you can't win your conference, you're not going to win it. National Championship. And then 2015, his recent year, he was 8-5 again, and he got 8th place, and he lost in the American Mortgage Music City Bowl. I don't know who they, I don't remember who they played, but I mean, it's embarrassing. I don't think, I mean, A&M, granted, they haven't, he hasn't been able to crack the code and beat less yet, but he is the second highest paid SEC coach. How is that possible? Uh, A&M is paying way too much. He just lost two of his starting quarterbacks. Um, they just left the program. One of them was like a five-star recruit, and he just left and went to go play baseball. The other one left. I think he's going to um, – where is he going? I think he's going to Florida State. I mean, come on. The dude doesn't know what he's doing. He had a good first year, but he's losing the program. He should be cut, hopefully, next year. I can't gets, see him making another year. Next year's no his way. last year. There's no way he's going to come back. That would Overrated. Be absurd. He's, he's just not a good coach. He's not a good coach. He had one great year. And that's about it. So, Kevin Sumlin, you are not that good. All right, that's going to end the show tonight. Um, remember, you can always hit us up on Twitter at the GoBros. Got a couple poll questions and little poll scenarios that you guys can answer. You can hit us up on SoundCloud as well. Just search for GoBros. And also, you can hit us up on iTunes. Once again, just search GoBros. But um, have a good night. See you guys. I think we're, are we going to do it tomorrow, you think? Good, yeah. We can do it tomorrow? Yeah. All right. Listen in. Looks like we got a show for you guys tomorrow. You,
Yeah. <laughs>